Hey friends, this is the Kamut. Summer edition. Summer edition. Rubes, it's almost over. What, the summer edition or just summer itself? Summer itself. I mean, some say that it was Labor Day, that summer ended, but I don't know, the weather's still good, but it is coming to an end, as is the podcast. Have you packed away your white jeans and white t-shirt? Because that's the rule, right? No more white after Labor Day? I actually follow the opposite rule, is I only wear white after Labor Day, so that's my thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's kind of a dumb rule. I feel like, well, if that was the case, I would be uh, shirtless for a lot of uh, the rest of the year. That's the only thing I have in my wardrobe. Yeah. Speaking of dumb rules, mate, I got I got a doozy for you on today's episode. That's a pretty good segue. Yeah. I want to. I want you to tell me all about what's going on in uh, in Texas. I've not, and I deliberately didn't when we decided we were going to cover this. Not done any reading into what's going on in Texas. In the abortion law, we're also going to touch on Elizabeth Holmes's Theranos trial, which, you know, I don't know if you caught up with any, I'm sure you you did, Adam, catch up with everything she did in the past, but her trial has finally started. It started last week, so we're going to talk about that. And then uh, we're going to end off with a little nod to El Salvador's adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender. Righty, mate. Let's just let's just get down to it. Yeah, tell me what's going on in Texas. I promise you a dumb rule. I'll give you a dumb rule. Yeah. As we've known for a little while, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, he signed a new bill into law that prohibited abortions once a heartbeat can be detected, which is usually at around six weeks. And this law also had zero provisions for things like rape or incest. So basically, it didn't matter whether you were raped or any other reason. Once there's a heartbeat, you cannot have an abortion. They're prohibited in the state of Texas. When was this law? I think they actually drafted it in like May. But the reason why this is in the news now is a week ago, the challenge that got taken to the US Supreme Court got voted down five to four that de- that it denied basically an emergency appeal to block enforcement of the law. And that's why everyone's going nuts right now. So, but the thing about this law is I never met anybody who knew they were pregnant before they were six weeks pregnant. So not to teach people about things I know nothing about, but prohibiting an abortion after around the six week period pretty much rules out all abortions more or less right and even the ability to not oh because most abortions happen after that period yeah okay people might not know until they're at least like a month pregnant but that's not what's actually noteworthy about this obviously it's not great because this goes against roe v wade which is the big abortion law that the Supreme Court ruled on a long time ago. But what's crazy about this one is that this ban in Texas, it basically allows and empowers even a private citizen, any private citizen, to sue an abortion provider or anyone deemed to help a woman get an abortion because it's it makes it against the law. So it allows them to sue someone who does those things. So it actually doesn't give them the power to sue the patient themselves who got the abortion, but an abortion provider, whether it's someone at a clinic, a doctor, or even an Uber driver who took that person to the abortion clinic could get sued up to $10,000 plus legal fees from any private citizen. What? So like vigilante justice? Yeah, more or less. And the flip side is that the state isn't even going to enforce this at all. That's the enforcement mechanism is the state is just basically going to wash its hands clean and leave it up to private citizens to enact Is that justice. the case for other laws? Like, can you, why is it, is, so they deliberately wrote into the law that says a, a private citizen can sue 
someone that they think is getting an abortion or someone they think is helping someone get an abortion. Is that any different to other laws? This is the new part is that they're leaving it up to to private citizens to enforce. So the courts have actually blocked other states who have tried to impose similar restrictions, but the Texas law is different and it differs significantly from these other laws because it lets the private citizens uh, enforce it. Instead of criminal prosecutors, right? And this and this way, it's a way that they've been able to avoid legal review of this law. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I could so, see a lot of people deciding just to randomly sue folks for for 10. Why is it 10,000? Why is the, the limit 10,000? Uh, I don't know about that, but They just set a limit? Yeah, something like that, but um I guess you got to pick a number. Apparently $10,000 is enough to to make you forget about the trauma of letting someone else abort their young baby who you have zero interest in otherwise. Out of the Supreme Court, one of the actual the conservative justices, the John Roberts fella, in his dissent, he said, the legislature has imposed a prohibition on abortions after roughly six weeks and then essentially delegated enforcement of that prohibition to the populace at large. The desired consequence appears to be to insulate the state from responsibility for implementing and enforcing the regulatory regime. They've come up with a law, but then they realize they can't enforce it or they don't want to actually enforce it, but they're okay for other people to do it. This Supreme Court ruling, not to go into the details, but it was not a traditional full ruling in that it allowed them to hear oral arguments and all this kind of stuff. So what they actually just ruled on was whether they would approve or deny this emergency appeal. Um, so they haven't actually make, made a comment on whether it's constitutionally valid or not. What's the next step, Sarah? Are people, are, are people appealing this? Yeah. So basically it can be challenged in the courts. It, the future's a bit unclear, like it could still go. Uh, it, but if the federal courts ultimately allow the Texas law to stand, then you'll probably see other states trying to pass similar bills. So, so there will be challenges in courts still to come. You have... Organizations like Planned Parenthood are trying to actually stop these like right to life organizations from enforcing the ban, like like all of these counter suits and stuff. It's it's pretty it's head spinning like all of the lawsuits and all the things. This is a great on. example, right, of of what a conservative Supreme Court means. When Trump an, uh, anointed a bunch of these guys, there was all the talk about Roe v. Wade, right, and about whether they would overturn that, and the the, the view was no, they wouldn't. Is this sort of do people see this as chipping away at that? Yeah, critics are worried that it'll eventually spell things like this would eventually spell the end of Roe v. Wade and and have it overturned eventually when it gets challenged. Wow, that's why. I mean, it's also like it, it's interesting that it's Texas because is Texas not a purple state or rather a state moving more towards being fairly democratic? Uh, I, I, or is it not? If there's anything, I sort of is that my liberal media telling me the wrong thing? Yeah. Maybe from a perspective of maybe Democrats could win the state one year, sure. But I mean, at the end of the day, it seems like demographics show that people tend to lean more liberal in the cities, but in rural areas, they're conservative. So I I actually think purple state, Democratic state, uh, Republican state, oh, that's, all, that's all bullshit. You just have a bunch of people in the state and there's, there's clearly a lot of them who are very anti-abortion. So Yeah, wow. Well, you're going to be there in... A couple of weeks, uh, we both are. So it'd be cool maybe to talk to some folks down there. Yeah, nah. I don't, I don't know really if you th- want to bring it up. 
I don't really feel like this is something that I would enjoy talking to people about. Like if you're if you're not into it, I meant more. It would be cool. It would be cool to understand whether the state really is going purple. Well, if you go to the cities, if you go to like Austin, Austin's a very liberal city, but Austin isn't the entire state of Texas. It's a big place. So let's see how this all plan- pans out. Do you want to know who actually had a baby? <laughs> what? Yeah, um, I guess so. <laughs> so Elizabeth Holmes had a baby a month ago. What? Yeah. Oh. So let's rewind all the way back. For those listeners who have no idea who Elizabeth Holmes is, I'm not going to go into the, all the background, but I suggest that you listen to a podcast called uh, from ABC about Elizabeth Holmes. We'll put it in the show notes and you guys can listen to it. But basically, Elizabeth Holmes- Do you Holmes, have a name for this podcast, Ruben? It's called, I think it's, it's called the Elizabeth Holmes like podcast. It's called, uh, uh, I forgot the name of it, but I will <laughs> remember it. You, you, you really prep really well for these episodes, don't you? <laughs> So she created Theranos, which is a, well, supposedly was meant to be a breakthrough blood testing technology that turned out to be fraudulent. Long story short, she, her company folded a few years ago. It was all in the news. She went from being the Silicon Valley darling to being essentially labeled as a fraud. And she sees herself as a little bit like a Steve Jobs-like character. So the, the, the feds essentially uh, have been working for the last few years on her on prepping for her trial, which started last week. So she has a team t- t- of- Tell us about this fraud though. You got to remind me because what she did she was pretty basically, fucked up. Basically, yeah. What she did was she said that she had, she had invented a device or rather her company had invented a device that could take a small prick of blood and then do multiple- blood tests like tests for cancer, tests for HIV, tests for, you know, all all the tests that you would normally go into the doctors for and you wait two weeks. She said that she could take a little bit of blood and this machine, which was a handheld device, could, could do all of those tests within a matter of minutes. When it comes to testing, it there's obviously a whole bunch of approvals you have to go through. There's the FDA. There's a whole and when it comes to patients, there's a whole bunch of stuff you have to do, which her company bypassed, didn't do, and she basically fraudulently uh, rep- represented what her technology would do, put it out there in the world, had tested it on real patients who got who essentially got incorrect results. So there, there were people who got results that said they were HIV positive. There were people who got results that said they were pregnant, when in reality they weren't, uh, and vice versa. It, you know, a whole host of things that had real world implications for real patients in the real world. And it turned out all of this stuff was a fraud. None of it was, it was all kind of vaporware. And she had sold a whole bunch of investors on it. Um, so a ton of people lost a ton of money. Uh, a lot of people lost more than, I guess, money when it came down to their health as well. A lot of people were told, actually, and here's a, here's a really fucked up part. The test they did, not only did it just tell people, you know, you have such and such disease, but it also pushed people to be on treatment plans. And so people took treatment and stuff for for what they thought they had, when in reality, they didn't have that at all. So it actually had real world implications on people's health. Jesus Christ. Like there's so much there about essentially being told dodgy health data about yourself, being told you got HIV when you don't, being told you're pregnant. Who knows what other medical plans people are getting thrown on as a result of these results? Anyway, it all came kind of crashing down. Her company folded. A lot of people lost a lot of money. But then there's now the trial, which is the the government um, obviously charged her with fraud for the last three years. She's essentially been waiting for this trial, which, like I said, started last week. Uh, they've selected the jury, uh, which is five women and seven men. So it's a more male uh, skewed jury. So the trial started last week, 
And just to keep you in mind, just to give you an idea of the scale of this, she's got seven lawyers from a very prestigious law firm. Her legal bills are estimated to be somewhere in the vicinity of about $15 million. So what's she actually getting sued for? What's she on trial for? The government is prosecuting her for fraud. Like It's similar to like how the government prosecuted Bernie Madoff. Different charge, but you know, financial fraud, SEC fraud, all that stuff. So she's looking at jail time. Yeah, she's looking at jail time. Tell me about this baby, though. Tell me about this keep me out of jail baby. Yeah. So in the meantime, over the last three years, she's been sort of out and about and living sort of a regular life. People have seen it. She's got a you know flashy house in San Francisco. She's been hanging out there a lot. People have seen her. She went to Burning Man, and all the while, everyone's sort of sitting there going, "Hang on, you've uh, you know what? Your company went under. Your investors lost lost tons of money. You're on." Uh, you've been charged for fraud. What are you doing? So she's been out kind of living her best life, so to speak. And she started seeing this guy. Oh, I'm blanking on his name. So I'm not going to say his name. It's last Dude, name is this is like 0 for 2 on preparation, mate. I can't remember the name of the podcast. Can't remember the name of her boyfriend. Oh, my so God. So she's been... <laughs> she, I'm, I'm going I'm 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 to quote his name. She's been seeing this guy who's a who's a young, like ten years younger than her, hotel heir, and he's got a fortune around him. He sounds he's a bit of a, a brat kid, but he also lives in San Francisco. Wasn't she dating her business partner or something at some point? Oh yeah, that was during when she was at Theranos. So I'm going to get to that in a second. But a month ago, turned out she had a baby. She was pregnant for the last nine months. The speculation is she had a baby because her defense team has said it's very hard for a jury to prosecute or, or look unfavorably on a new mom. Now, that's the cynical view, which is she's just had a baby to to get out of jail, mm-hmm. or she just had a baby with this guy that she's been seeing for a while. Who knows? We don't know what that's going to be, but there's I'd definitely like to, an I'd element I'd like to go of, with the juicy view that- I think I'm going to go with she's had yeah. a baby to get out of jail. Yeah. Fill me up one, maybe we'll stay out of jail. Yeah. Previously, the guy that she was seeing, Sonny Balwani, who is the he, her business partner yeah, when she was at Theranos, has also been charged for fraud because he was part of all this. And they originally had- it as a, a trial where they would both be tried together at the same time. Elizabeth Holmes's defense team for the last couple of months tried really hard and successfully managed to delink the two trials. So Sonny Balwani is now going to be tried separately in about a year's time. And it only came out last week why they actually tried so hard to delink them. Their primary defense strategy is that Sonny Balwani domestically abused Elizabeth Holmes and everything she did was under as because she was under the thumb of this guy and she was essentially she was the victim of domestic abuse and she was she wasn't able to make her own decisions and her decisions were because of that oh that's heavy yeah so they so she is 100% throwing this guy under the bus yeah now i'm not saying i'm not saying it didn't happen maybe it did who knows we'll believe see believe women rubes uh, Maybe she's innocent. Maybe maybe Sonny is the mastermind. We're, it turns out we're all idiots. Maybe she is. The weird, the only hurdle that the defense team has is that a lot of stuff that was fraudulent that they have evidence for, the rather the prosecution happened before Sonny even got in the picture. So it, it depends what happens. The, the trial has now officially started. The juries have been selected. It seems pretty clear about the the that they're gonna make out that she was the the victim of uh, domestic abuse and that she wasn't in her right mind. Mm. We'll see what happens. This trial is going to, they reckon this trial probably will go for a couple of months. So we'll see what happens. All we know is it's going to, it'll probably get quite juicy as it goes on. Juice it up. I did. 
Uh, we're running along on time here. Maybe uh, let's let's give a quick nod to El Salvador, our favorite crypto country. Yeah, El Salvador finally this oh not finally but uh, this week made Bitcoin their legal tender. Meaning, meaning you can now use Bitcoin to buy goods and services in El Salvador as you could the national currency before. The more the more important thing is. I mean, you could argue, well, you can use Bitcoin to buy things anywhere. The difference is now in law, as a vendor in El Salvador, you have to be able to accept Bitcoin. So someone can pay and you have to accept it. It's now legal tender. So, you know, it's a, it, it, it's the brainchild of President Naib Bukele, who is the El Salvadorian president who really wants to push El Salvador to his to to use his words into sort of that 21st century and he wants to and it, but it is it's seen as it's the first nation uh state to be able to act to actually legalize bitcoin as legal tender so we'll see what happens there but so far um i think most of the people in el salvador are happy because a lot of folks have been saying that it's good uh that they don't have to handle cash the downside here is that obviously Bitcoin is super volatile. And on Tuesday, after it went legal, Bitcoin dropped 20%. The question becomes, you know, you know, you buy something in Bitcoin and then tomorrow what you paid for it, uh, whoever you bought it from has you know, less value. So we'll see what happens, but it'll be, um, it, it, it's, I, it, they say everyone's sort of looking at this as the first country and you know the the experiment to see whether or not you can actually use bitcoin as actual currency experiment is a good word i think there's going to be a ton of good and a ton of bad that happens that i think everyone's going to learn that's actually you know what i'm going to say rubes that's my summer loving for this episode is my summer loving is bitcoin and crypto because i feel like we've inevitably been gravitating back towards all of this news all summer because there's just been so much cool and wacky shit going on in the crypto blockchain nft space like all of, all of this decentralized currency blah 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 the future going to the moon dogecoin i think that's my summer love and I've, I've enjoyed learning and seeing everything that's been happening this summer you've enjoyed the roller coaster oh yeah might have made a few dollars as well so yeah, yeah that's why that's why you're enjoying it yeah <laughs> and it's all going to get funneled back into the commute right obviously commute coin <laughs> All right, Rubes. All right, mate. Have a good one, buddy. Cheers. Have a good one.